another unexpected Asia. <laughs> Did you just forget? Oh, oh, so sad. Does Kim really like to ski? Cat pissed off. Welcome back to another episode of the Captain Bagger podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. It's a tough job, but Liam and I, we're going to do it, right? Yeah, we're going to do it. Cool. <laughs> As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown. And we're going to mix things up a little. We're going to do... Uh... Another unexpected Asia. <laughs> did you just forget? <laughs> I think I just did. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think you did that last time as well. It's, it's, it's unexpected Asia part four. It's unexpected for me to forget. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the other ones yet, listen to this one first because it's the best one. That's right. And, and then go and listen to the other ones. And we're going to keep things shorter now for the unexpected Asian news. Yeah, we're going to we're going to try and keep it under be 30 shorter. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's stamp I mean, stamp that. Yeah, no that's... one can take more than thirty minutes of news. No, I mean it's fun. But anyway, we'll see how we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, I'm fed. I've had lunch, so I'm ready to go. You're fed. Oh, yeah. that's good because my first one's about food. Oh, good. Yeah, me, well, it's not a good thing though. Oh, don't, don't be too happy. Well, I've got a good one, so maybe you can tell your shitty story about food, and then I will <laughs> tell a good story about food. All right, let's let's. Uh, that's a deal, sure. Um, <laughs> Hit me. You may have heard there's a thing called African swine flu. It, yes, it we talked around. about it. I think in the first or second. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we mentioned. Uh, yeah, we mentioned it. Um, but uh, it's recently had an effect on Australia um, and the, the cost of pork and pig intestines uh, has risen at least 40% in the last 12 months. There was a new report that just came out. Um, so most of the pork is coming from China because Australia doesn't have a huge pork industry. We, mm. we have a pork industry, but it's not because most Australians mm. don't eat a huge amount of pork. Mm. Um, but anyone who's traveled around Asia will know that, you know, pork is like a staple food, right? Yeah. Especially in China. And I think like 90% of Chinese eat pork or something like that. Or yeah. 90% of the yeah, meat is it, that's right. Pork. That's right. Yeah. So this this directly affects one of my favorite foods. I'm pretty sure. Bacon. No. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not something you can get in Australia, or well, you can, but. Oh, something you can get in Australia, but it, but it's made out of pork. It's a yeah. Pork product. Yeah. What goes? What what does pork go into? Pork goes into bar meat. I had pork not Vietnamese bar roll meat. today. That no. was really good. I already told you it's in China. Oh. Doubts uh, it. Oh, dumpling. Yeah. So apparently oh. the price of dumplings has doubled in the last... In Australia or yeah, in China? Yeah, in Australia. So and there's a quote. There's a quote on this uh, news article. From, this is devastating. It is really sad. Um, and he said, uh, last year I remember we could buy um, you know, pork for $9 a kilo, which is like the bulk stuff yeah. that they use for mince. So, but this year it's hard to buy uh, anything. And you know, the lowest you can get is like 16 or $17 a kilo. So it's almost doubled in price. So th this is just the, like the head chef of a, um, a famous Chinese restaurant in um, oh, like up north. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Somewhere around um, Brisbane. Oh, this is just like when the bananas hiked up yeah, to like I remember. nineteen, twenty dollars a kilo. Yeah, like eight, like it was a. Oh, it was no, incredible. There was, there was, was a like, recent one, and then there was. I remember when I was a kid, there was another one. Yeah. There's been a. There's been a, yeah. Oh, yeah. So apparently, pork. it's it's just going to continue to get worse, and it's not just pork. It's it's all meat is affect being affected. Look, we're forced to become vegetarians and vegans. That's yeah. what it is. Sorry, sorry, dumpling lovers. I'm really upset. I'm I'm upset. But onto a happier topic. <laughs> Please. <laughs> lobster. Lobster's good. Lobster's really good, isn't it? I like it? lobster. Imagine having free lobster. You mean free lobster? So in Singapore, there's a place called uh, Nihonmura. I'm guessing it's Japanese okay. restaurant. Sure. They have the, they have a special on uh, in December where you can eat ten plates on the sushi train and you get half a lobster on the house. 
<laughs> so they're just like so they're just like tallying your plates and then if you get so it's sushi right it's sushi so it's a sushi tray so like but, um but you know. why is it why do they give you a lobster i think it's just to bring people in <laughs> that's so rare like you would think that they'd give you like more sushi i would expect no. like the 11th plate is free but they're just like no 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 because lobster's not a normal sushi thing, right? Sushi, no. It's, it's like a reward. It's like, look, you, you eat your 10 plates of sushi and you get a lobster tail. That's completely unrelated to the rest of the sushi. That's so <laughs> random. That's but very random. But seafood, right? Yeah. I, well, yeah, but it's always cooked. Because like, I don't think you eat lobster raw. No, no, no. So they, they would cook it. So right. I think you, you get yeah. two types of one looks like <laughs> a they lobster give you a live, They just give you a live lobster. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, you cook it yourself. Okay. But the best place to get lobster, and this is a place that I've always wanted to do, and it's outside the Asia realm, is in Maine. So the uh, price yeah. of lobster has increased due to shortages. But I remember in 2000, I think it was 2012 and 2013, some of my American friends were saying, you should go to Maine right now because there is a over... Um, abundance of lobster, of lobster. And it was like five dollars and you could get a whole lobster that's cool i've yeah. i i like lobster i ate a fair bit in, I love when i was when i was living overseas yeah and um actually a friend of ours goes like uh like he like hunts is that the right word catches lobsters catches, i don't yeah. think there's much catching involved though Nets. like no but they mm. they go diving and then oh, yeah. like you get you go dc diving and you've got like a thing and then and you... they just like pick them up and put them in a bag so it's not really it's not really like catching because the lobsters You're don't move that far. Yeah, bag bagging lobsters. <laughs> Go on bagging. Um, doesn't sound too good in the Australian no. context. <laughs> um I'm not sure what the correct and maybe hunting. I don't know. Hunt. It doesn't matter. Let's say hunt. So we've had like really fresh ones before. Oh pretty, I, I pretty love good. lobsters. Stop but it. um yeah, I, I can't help you get to Maine to, to do yeah. that. Well it's still pretty cheap apparently right now, uh, even with the rise. So it's nine bucks US, which is what maybe Thirteen, fourteen dollars Australian. Okay, yeah. Um, per pound, which is about four hundred and fifty grams. That's not this too is bad. This at a restaurant who was, you know, cook okay. it off for you. Right. Which is a lot cheaper than Sydney fish market, yeah. which is probably like what fifty. Well, they do 100? a lobster roll. They do a lobster roll at the new place in in Darling Harbour. It's called the Nest. It's like mm. a um, big food court, and the first floor is all you know the you know the building I'm talking about. The Nest. The, the Nest. It's like yeah, yeah they're, they're groovy sort of building and they, they do a lobster roll at one of the restaurants in there how much is that one i think it's nine dollars oh that's not too bad i have to try we, it out. we have no affiliation with them no but i've seen someone order it and it looked good really yeah better than the pork rolls uh not sure okay but, but, yeah, I'll give yeah. it a go and, and then we'll re-adjourn and I'll comment at the next uh, okay, yeah. we'll, do a, we'll do a lobster episode <laughs> to go along with dolphins well there's my happy news that, okay happy news I've got some happy news alright go for it from the happiest place on earth is this Disney again? no it's North Korea oh. um, <laughs> of course <laughs> I mean <laughs> your, your, your bromance <laughs> and look how, how is the bromance going it's, by the way? it's going great so Kim Jong-un just unveiled a new city in Pyongyang, in, in, in Korea? In, in South, Korea, North yeah, Korea. in North Korea. It's called uh, Sam Ji-ryong, mm-hmm. Sam and it has been referred to as the idealist socialist village. Idealist. Um, yeah, so he, that was his new, two th- like his new year's address. Yes. Um, the, the media called it uh, the epitome of modern civilization. Mm-hmm. There's some great quotes. Uh, it's a, another quote they used was a socialist utopia. <laughs> It apparently has a ski resort attached to it, which actually does sound pretty cool. Um, so but, like a theme 
park. It's it's like I, I can't really work it out because they call it a village and also a city. Yeah. And also, yeah, they refer to it as basically a theme park. Like it's it's self-contained. You know, I think they've got like a little ski resort and hotels and and you know a little does hospital. Does John really like to ski? I don't know. I think probably. he probably does. I mean, he went to school in Switzerland. And there's a lot of mountains and well, snow there. I imagine. Well, there is. Yeah. Well, I imagine so there I is. I think this a is a, his own ski resort, actually. I think he just built it for fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was massively delayed. Like, they've been building it for a while. <laughs> they couldn't actually get it finished. So um, Pyongyang, like the, the state government, yeah. uh, they organized youth brigades to build the rest of the city, um, which <laughs> other people have likened to slave labor. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> because they got no pay, uh, no food, and they were forced to work for more than 12 hours a day. Um, so were they whipped as well? <laughs> I, it doesn't mention whipping. I'm not sure, but anyway, so there's a there's a new a new city in North Korea, and um, I've and got. I think a, you should try and go there well, somehow. I looked at photos, and again, the photos are low resolution, t- terrible, terrible tip pixels, still terrible. Nothing has changed. No, no updates on that front. Do you know what? You should just write them an email or say, hey, I might look, just go. Uh, just say, hey, look, I got photographic skills and I got computer I have a, skills. I did look Would up. Would you like me to be your professional professional photographer? photographer. That is, <laughs> that would be interesting. Like, I would love to do it. Um, I think it would be pretty awesome, actually. You get taken around by a military escort, yeah. Kim Jong-un himself probably. Probably. I mean, you get to take – if I get to see, meet the horse that he was riding on, yeah, yeah that would be pretty cool. Yeah, take some pictures of the horse. For sure. Yeah. Um, but also, Mr. Kim Jong-un um, mm-hmm. got in trouble. Not not for the not for the slave labor stuff, but for a <laughs> separate incident. He's uh he's been quite rude to Mr. Shinzo Abe. The, oh, the Japanese leader. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, he called him a and there's a few quotes here, but in, this is all in the same speech. Like in one thing, he called him a political dwarf. A dwarf. Uh, a perfect imbecile. <laughs> I would love to be a perfect imbecile. He mentioned that he is a deformed child who still makes an ass of himself. <laughs> and then there's a there's a longer quote here from Kim Jong Un. <laughs> It can be said that Abe is the only one idiot in the world and the most stupid man ever known in history as he fails to distinguish a missile from a rocket system. Okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not a rocket engineer or anything like that, but I think a, a missile is pretty close to a rocket system. Like, if you used rocket system interchangeably with missile, I'd be like, yeah, that's close enough. That's close. It's, it's like the next stage. It's like the next step. So this is in response to um, Kim Jong-un, like, launching more missiles, missiles. into the ocean oh, well, as oh, tests. rockets. Yeah, ro- no, yeah rockets. rockets. They're not that's missiles. That's a different scene. They're not that's missiles. They're rockets. That's right. Anyway. Rockets are kind of like fireworks, and then missiles kind of kind of like the destructive stuff. Yeah, except so that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> except they're both like nuclear warheads, <laughs> and I think actually they are the same thing. Anyway, um, anyway, I'll something. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was my bad one. <laughs> fix your fix your photo resolution, North Korea, please. All right, not asking uh, we're going to settle down to Southeast Asia now, <laughs> the South China Sea area. Okay, we got the Philippines. Good. This is this is a, this is a heartwarm, uh, heartwarming story. Heartwarming is good. Yeah, because um, you know how in a lot of schools in the Philippines, especially in the sort of more rural areas and places uh, in the outer suburbs of you know the the bigger cities, um, kids don't have as much money. They don't have money to buy you know running shoes. Uh, so this is about a chick, a girl, a schoolgirl, eleven year old schoolgirl, uh, who made her own shoes when she competed um, in this athletics competition where she had to 
run. Okay. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say like how long she had, well, how many was it hundred meters. Rivals, it doesn't yeah. say all that. That's irrelevant. Okay. Yeah. But the the really um, awesome result is that she won three gold medals out of the races, which is apparently quite uh, uh, sounds good. Yeah, qu- yeah, quite impossible usually. And do you know what she was wearing? Well, you said she made the shoes, right? Yes. Yes. So what did she make them out of? She made them out of tape. You know the tape that you use to... Oh, like strapping sticky, tape? Strapping, Is that yeah, what it's called? Like the I've sticky never, strapping tape. Yeah. So in the picture, the... she has her entire foot strapped up and then she could, uh, and her toes as well. And then on the top of her foot, she drew a Nike swoosh. That's, of course she did. <laughs> That's so cool. So he said, just do it, just bear it. So yeah. that's exactly what she did. And she ended up winning. She won three of good, her, good of her categories. And so the sad story to this part is that they, the, the, I guess the, the whole group from her school, a team of 12, yep. only had two pairs of running shoes to share amongst them. Wow. So the majority of them had to make their own shoes, and that's what she did, and that's how she got over the line and won three gold medals. What an, what an entrepreneur. I know. I think... Nike should um, just sponsor her. Just, Probably. Definitely. I mean, I think at that point. So she's drawn the Nike stuff herself, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pen. Yeah. For so sure, they should. Yeah, so Nike should if come up are. with um, their own tape and say, this, this, <laughs> these are instructions tape. about how you can also, you know, bound it around your foot and your toes. And we call it just bear it tape. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I know. That's, um, they, there's a Balenciaga. Is it Balenciaga? Well, no, Vediments. The, they're a design house from somewhere. Mm. This is like very far to the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. They make a thing called the, uh, and I'm using air quotes, the karate sneaker. And it's literally, <laughs> it's literally just a piece of plastic, yeah. like the shape of your foot, yeah. and then a sock, and they're joined together. And they call it a sneaker. So it's like you're walking in socks, but actually the bottom of it's hard like a normal shoe. Shoe. Yeah, and it's called the karate sneaker. They're really cool. I actually want I would get them. Well, they're like a thousand dollars for <laughs> So that's why I'm not gonna obviously. Maybe your best buddy Kim Jong un might buy it. Yeah, maybe, maybe when, when I you start become his photographer. Working there as official photographer, they will. But pretty cool anyway. But that's cool. that's awesome that she managed to do it herself. Yeah. Well I hope Nike will sponsor the school and just yeah. give them some real Nike shoes. But yeah, then she might run slower because it's probably weighing her down. Oh, okay, cool. I have another interesting one for people just abusing other people. Yeah. Uh, but Tuvalu, the, the little island, it's a little island yeah. nation. Tuvalu, okay. Tuvalu is how you say it. Sounds familiar. Anyway, his, the Prime Minister was speaking uh, in Australia recently at a climate conference and mm. he, he went on Q&A. Um, Climate's really big at the moment. It is huge, right? Mm. Um, and he went on Q&A, like the Australian Q&A TV show, um, and he got asked a question. It wasn't directed at him, I don't think, but it was mm. just in general about um, violence against women. And he responded pretty, pretty well, I think. He said, "Anyone who is like proven to be, you know, violent towards women uh, mm. should be tied to a coconut tree overnight <laughs> and let the mosquitoes bite them and see what happens the next morning." Okay. If, if <laughs> Such a punishment. Well, I mean, I think I think the intention is that like the punishment will be doled out by other people who happen Mosquitoes. to know. No, no, no. Oh. Who happen to know that that person is tied to a. Oh. Yeah, I think that's. I get the, it now. I think it's a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a closeted threat. All oh, right. Um, I, I took I, it as literal mosquitoes having a go. No. At them. All right. No. Well, I think that probably there are mosquitoes as well, but I think the main goal is. Like they're gonna get beaten up. They're tied to a yeah, or something. Will happen to them? <laughs> anyway, um, cool, okay. Cool grassroots po- politics, right there. So, so <laughs> I guess I'll keep it in Australia. Cool. <laughs> um, this just this week uh, in Sydney, seventeen cars, Sydney cars, uh, have been vandalised. 
So they've been sprayed uh, with bizarre feline slogans, such as cat pissed off. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester, Miss Kitty, Lion Safari, Mrs. Pussy, Cheetah. What? Who's doing that? <laughs> well, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag now. The, the person who did it is a 63-year-old woman, and she's been charged with malicious damage. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I want to be like when I'm so, so wait. So a 63 year old woman, crazy who cat woman, pre- presumably likes cats. Yeah, yes. I'm, a sh- I'm I'm getting that that vibe. So she just vandalized these cars. Like, is it like spray paint? Of them. Spray is, paint. Is there photos? Orange. Or? Yeah, there are photos. Okay. Yeah, it's orange spray paint. It's not anything too artistic, I guess. Right. Um, but feline quotes. Feline quotes. But they're not even like offensive. Um, I'm sure there are offensive ones. Perhaps I mean, I'd, I'd be offended if my car was vandalized, I guess. But that doesn't seem like that seems like such an obscure thing to do one day. Like, not only are you <laughs> to really... To go to a car park and spray all... spray these... paint, like, cat stuff onto it. <laughs> she must have been on something high. Maybe, like... like uh, what was it cat grass? <laughs> cat, catnip. Catnip, that sort of uh, having it, having it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> wow. Sorry, that's my bizarre one. That's... Uh, I like it. I like it. Something off I want to be like I want to be like that when I'm 63 years old, just doing spray painting cars. <laughs> what do they? What do you even punish them with? Like, is that like what? Because normally, you, if you, I assume if you, I've never been, never done I it. I don't know, but, but it'd be like I imagine fine. it's community service and a fine yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. But can you imagine a 63 year old being forced to like clean? Oh, that's terrible. Maybe they might put her to like a I cat. Hope, I hope she's okay. A cat, cat shelter. shelter. Look, that would yeah. probably be a good idea. Yeah. Like, uh, she would get something out of that. That's right. Least, since she has a thing for cats. Well, does she hate cats? Maybe. Maybe she does. Yeah, that's we- that's weird. I didn't hear about that, but that's uh, that's, that was two days that's ago. good. That's, that's I like it. Thank I'm glad you. you this, like this is it. why we call it unexpected. <laughs> that is okay. All the weird news that you don't hear on don't. ABC, CNN, uh, BBC. Cat vandal. Okay, well, uh, I've got one from, you know, I'm uh, interested in machine learning. Oh, yes, I absolutely. So the the only guy who's ever beaten, so Google write this, wrote this program called AlphaGo. You know the game yes, Go? Yes, yes. Which is, uh, it's, a, a, it's a Chinese game, but mm. it's it's really popular in Korea and Japan. Mm. Like, it's spread all across Asia. Yeah. And I think, if you haven't seen it before, it's, it's the one with all the white and black tiles. Yes. Yeah, so I, most Western people, I don't think uh super familiar with it maybe you've probably heard i've of seen it. it i've heard it but i have never played it okay i've played mm. it before i've played it a few times well you are more asian than i am so yeah. i played know, it you're, i played it in a bank bad. one time when i was waiting yeah they just had like one there and there was like a lady and she's like do you want to play and i was like sure i don't know what i'm doing she's like mm. oh it's fine and then i lost terrible like i've lost really fast um anyway so the AlphaGo is Google's attempt to try and beat Go. So mm-hmm. the whole point is Alpha, like Go is meant to be impossible for a computer to play because there's so many possible moves, mm. right? So you would have to program more moves than known atoms mm. or something if you wanted to teach a computer how to play it normally. But uh, Google made this um, artificial intelligence that can play the game really well. Anyway, there's only one person who's ever beaten it and he's a Korean man. Um and he's just retired from playing Go altogether. Because, <laughs> At the age of 12, right? <laughs> well, he did start. So he started when he was five and then he went pro at seven. Wow. Yeah, so like not even... Not even That's that, shorter than a university degree. Not even, not even a... Uh, like, oh, it's just amazing. But he um he just just this week or last week he um he gave up because so AlphaGo the, the way they usually play in competitively they have it's five games and it's mm. the best of like whoever has the most and he only won one game out of that five and he's the top player like no one else has ever beaten him sort of like 
Anyway, there's a new AI out that is based on Google's AlphaGo, mm. which is even better than that. Apparently, it beat AlphaGo 100 times in a row. Wow. With no, and so he saw that AI. Oh, he no. met with the researchers because they, they were trying to organize yeah. like another cha- like it's, a challenge. A challenge, right? They yeah. wanted like because he's the top player. And he just said instead of that, he just went on public TV and said, that's it. I forfeit. I loot, like I quit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. He's like, I'm never touching the game again. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> and, and and he actually announced it. I don't know if you remember, but I think episode two, we talked about in Korea, they just have a dedicated Go channel, like on the TV. Yes, yes, Do you remember yes, that? Yes. Yeah. That's where he announced it. So he went on TV and he was just like, yep, that's it. I'm not even going to try and win this because I know I'm, it's just going to be I'm, a massive. Uh... I'm done. How cool is that? Good on you, retiring. Go on, what are we going to do now? Go on computers. I don't know. I, I don't know how if he's like rich. I mean, I know games are very serious in Korea, mm. but I'm not sure about. Anyway. May have to take up a new game. Cool. Well, I'm going to take more. us to somewhere a little bit scary. So on the weekend, I met up with some girls and uh, one of them was telling me when she was pregnant, all she wanted to do was watch horror movies. Okay. <laughs> and so I might be having horror movies on my mind, but not actually watching it. And um, this goes to the country of uh, Mr. James Wang, the famous director, you know, who did Saw. Yep, yep. So I've been inspired by uh, by him as well over the weekend. Uh, so this is, uh, happened, this is in Malaysia. So okay. Malaysia um, has several of these uh, hotels that's haunted. Yeah. As in actually haunted or well, is it like a... Allegedly like a, haunted. Oh, okay, I right. don't know. So it's like a selling point sort of thing. It's like a selling point, like a folk folktale and all this stuff okay so there are two two hotels scariest hotels one is in downtown chinatown in kl cool i had cool. to pick this one obviously yeah, naturally, yeah. <laughs> so it's called the mandarin uh, pacific hotel and the origin of the story was that an old man who had lived in the hotel um so i think he had like a long-term agreement you know when some people retire they want to live in a hotel because sure. they have money or they go to a retirement home and get abused and all that stuff yep. you know royal commission all that stuff happening in australia right now <laughs> so when when they did find him he was already you know half decomposed um so guests who go to this hotel can stay there for 72 dollars per night and the room that you don't want to stay in or if you do is room 1102 1102 yeah okay so what what people have been saying is that those you know staying in the room well one lady who stayed in the room she actually just moved out two hours after she said that's it i'm leaving it's too haunted too haunted so (laughs) guests have complained that furnitures move and doors creak on their own at night they also hear marbles bouncing on the floor Okay. <laughs> These are all signs that I mean, I live, in a, I live in a I live in a normal house. I mean, I get get creaky stuff. Anyway, I okay. know. So that's one. And the other one I want to mention is actually in the Guinness Book of Records, not for being the scariest place, but for the most number of rooms for a hotel. It has seven thousand three hundred and fifty-one operational rooms. What? Yeah. Where? It's um first word hotel in Genting. I could be saying this wrong. Okay. Highlands. Wow. Yeah, it's really it's relatively cheap. It's forty three dollars a night, Australian. Seven thousand rooms. Seven thousand, yeah, seven thousand three hundred ish. How big is it? Is it like a tower or? Yeah, it's like a resort, like a big resort with wow. a mall, with a casino. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Naturally. yeah. Naturally. Yeah, of course. That's so cool. Yeah, Remind- with a theme park as well, outdoor theme park. That's incredible. You should Google it because the, scale, yeah. the, the place, it looks like Rainbow Bright has just thrown her, you know, her stars all over the place, like different colored stars. It is just <laughs> extravagant. Yeah, I imagine, imagine if you're building a 7,000, you know, 
room thing, then you'd want it to, be, want like, to be big, stand out. Yeah. Yeah. So the scary stuff is that uh, the elevator doesn't stop on level twenty one. So even if you press level twenty one, it skips it and it just keeps going. Okay. Up or down. Uh, so people have uh, heard. Can uh, you stay there then? Sorry. So can you just not get to? 421? No, you can't get to okay. 421, apparently. Oh, sorry. I mean, we have to go there and sorry, investigate, in, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, guests have complained that um, they they see ghosts floating outside their windows. They see ghosts jumping off cliffs and then disappearing halfway uh, in the corridors. Ghosts stealing babies. Cool. Not like Australia where Dingo stole my baby. No. But ghost stole my ghost baby. Ghost stole my baby. I mean, which one's more believable? I don't know which one's more believable. And uh, because it's such a frequented place by casino goers, so the unlucky gamblers apparently it's where they commit suicide the most. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that ending. <laughs> Sorry, that's my ending. I guess that would make sense, yeah. Maybe there, maybe there aren't ghosts. Maybe those are actually just people straight up. That's not good. Do you want to do one more or do you want to call um, it a day? I, I think we can, we can, we can one call. more? Yeah, we can, we can, we can go with one more. I just got like a, a little one from, from Indonesia. Okay. Um, they found and, and it's, it's, uh, they found the cave in 2017, uh, but they've only recently discovered the art. But what they think is the oldest human art ever, like um, ever. cave art. Yeah. Right. So, so this is like the new record or whatever. Uh, so it's 44,000 years ago um, based on uranium series analysis, which is like they scrape off some of the wall mm. and like figure it out. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, um, it shows an, like humans with animal characteristics. Mm. So it's, it's, I think they think it's like a mythology sort of thing, but uh, uh, chasing animals which look like pigs with spears and ropes. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, Indonesia. So, yeah, Maybe cur- currently the, the world record for oldest cave art. Amazing. Yeah. So, cool. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks for the quick episode. We managed to <laughs> we managed to actually stay on, on track. That was good. I think I like these shorter ones. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well, yeah. listeners, tell us what you think. Yeah, please do. Yeah, and please leave a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, whatever they're called these days. Yeah. Because we're each month we're gonna pick the best one or the funniest one. <laughs> yeah. And more you life. get to come on the show and have a good banter with us. If you want to. If you want to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Madam Chan will make you a cocktail of your, you know. Choice. choice and Liam you might sing a song perhaps I'll um <laughs> I'll do an acoustic Disney song cover maybe there you go. maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so get get tap, tap, tapping people yep. cool <laughs> all right back right out hey thanks for listening to this week's podcast for the latest updates and posts follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter if you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and I do uh, please support us on Patreon where we hope that our dream of having our own TV show will become a reality one day. So then we can continue to fight boring news on everything, anything, and nothing with an Asian twist. Thanks for your support. Bagrat out. Solid.